Some quick updates on the Thailand Pass. Thailand's soft power is sweet and it's Anzac Day today in Thailand. That's all coming up on today's Good Morning Thailand. Could you please take a moment to click the like and subscribe button? It helps us way more than you know. Hello and welcome to Good Morning Thailand, presented by Coffee Culture and My Beach Resort. And here are our lovely presenters. Firstly, Natty Warisa. Hello, everyone. Just doing my uh, shirt up. In lime green. And Tim Newton. Thank you. Very good to be here. Thank you for uh, having us in your living room or your bathroom or wherever you might be. You might be on the BTS SkyTrain this morning or you might be on the subway in New York. Or we you don't could know. be listening to the podcast driving back home. I will be your host today. Uh, my name is Jay and welcome to Good Morning Thailand. Uh, let's start off, ladies and gentlemen, with today's Thailand's headline. Thanks, Jay. Last month, Thailand's exports surged at an unexpectedly high rate, jumping by 19.5% when compared to the same time last year. Gold exports in March were 11 times higher than last year, while shipments of hard disk drives rose 68% year-on-year. Passenger car exports increased 14%. Another product in Thailand, Mango, also saw a surge in exports earlier this year. In the first two months of 2022, Thailand's mango exports increased by 15% compared to the same time last year. After Pattaya police busted over 20 teenagers using a drink called Happy Water at a party last month, there's now an increased effort to crack down on the illicit drug cocktail. The chief of the Narcotic Suppression Bureau says Happy Water is usually made by combining ecstasy, methamphetamine, diazepam, caffeine and painkillers, mixed into a curious liquid cocktail with hot water and mixing it with sweetened drinks. Happy Water reportedly makes people feel euphoric but is a completely uncontrolled and potentially dangerous concoction. The consumers are totally unaware of the actual ingredients. NSB officers have been on the hunt for two Thais and one foreigner thought to be selling or trafficking the brew at entertainment venues in Pattaya. They have so far arrested one Thai man yesterday, a 28-year-old, for allegedly colluding in trafficking illicit drugs. A massive onboard fire has destroyed and sunk a yacht at the Yachts Haven Marina in Phuket's north over the weekend. Officials who inspected the 12-meter catamaran believe the fire may have been caused by an electrical short circuit. However, a further investigation is still underway. No passengers were on the vessel when it caught fire. The yacht, a luxury catamaran, was known as the Jimmy Blue and was tied up at the marina dock when the fire occurred. The vessel had been permitted to sail along the Andaman coast between Ratnong and Satun after receiving its boat license eight years ago. Former Deputy PM and Finance Tsar, 68-year-old Somkit Chatusi Pitak, has accepted an invitation to serve as a prime ministerial candidate of the newly established Sang Anakot Thai Party, which stands for Building Thailand's Future. Mr. Somkit said he was willing to be a candidate after he was approached for the role. He's been in Thai politics since 2004 and served under two PMs as finance minister and a deputy PM. 
In other future PM speculation, Patong Tan Chinawat, Pei Tai Party's head of marketing and former PM Thaksin Chinawat's youngest daughter, is saying little about her chances of standing as the main opposition party's prime ministerial candidate. She was speaking at a seminar over the weekend, but refused to throw her hat into the ring, although she is a hot tip when the party declares its candidate after the lower house is dissolved. Back to you, Jay. And welcome back. Those were the headlines from Thailand today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we also have an editorial today coming up about Anzac Day. It is Anzac Day in Thailand today. Uh, before we get to that, uh, our first topic today is regarding tourist arrivals are surging in Thailand. <laughs> when now, you say surging? Surging, yes. What do you well, actually mean? Well, okay, before, before I get into that topic, let's uh, quickly just update on the Thailand Pass. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, starting 29th of April, after midnight, you will be able to apply for the new and improved Thailand Pass with the easing of restrictions taking place last Bigger, Friday. Bigger, longer, better. That's right. Mm. Now, um, David Pollock actually uh, asked me a question. He said, I've already got my Thailand pass arriving on the May 6th and an SHA plus hotel. Does this mean I still have to do a PCR test and stay in hotel? Uh, thank you for the question yesterday, uh, David, on the weekend update. Um, unfortunately, I guess your best bet would be to apply for a new Thailand pass and ask for a refund from your hotel, but check for the refund first. If it's possible to get your refunds on your SHA plus hotel and PCR test, then move forward. Um, other than that... Um, I, I think there are some uh, victims yeah. in this sort of, what we call the sort of the twilight zone, this crossover period between the old Thailand pass and the revised one, which comes into force on May the 1st. And they're going to be a lot of people, a lot of people. I mean, I know you got some responses on when you did the program yeah. yesterday, and I got plenty on Saturday as well. We've had lots and lots on uh, the, the chats. People saying, oh, now I've got a, a six-year-old child and we're arriving on the 31st and do we have to do this? And do we have? So it's very difficult to answer those specific questions. But uh, yeah, th those people who are sort of caught in that twilight zone, they've already got their tw uh, Thailand pass, for example, but they're arriving after May the 1st. Uh, we really don't exactly know what's going to happen. But my advice, and this is just my advice, I would probably cancel the old Thailand pass, try and get a, uh, a, return, a, a, a refund for your hotel, and then reapply after May, the, uh, April the 29th if that's possible all right that's all i can recommend well now with the easing of restrictions is thailand now going to boom are tourists going to flood in the country natty yeah interesting i mean that's the hope isn't it yeah. but oh whatever will be will be i it's, guess it's the hope yeah. that kills you natty would mm. you think that okay so if in 2019 we had nearly 40 million visitors 39 million 600,000 Mm -hmm. So, in t how many are we going to get this year? Oh gosh. So, so the, the, I think the TAT and other tourism people and the enablers of those organisations mm -hmm. have said that there's going to be, what, 10 million I think they've trotted out? Yes. That's a quarter the number of tourists that came in 2019. What, what right. do you think? Do you think it'll get up to that level? Probably not. I mean, like, we're still restricting 
I, I mean, like the Chinese tourists are also not back. The Russians aren't back. Uh, other countries also have their restrictions on coming back to their country. Yada yada. So I mean, it's a global effort. Did you just right say yada yada? Yes, uh, very professional on Good Morning Thailand. <laughs> like etc. <laughs> etc. But yeah, I, I think it's a global effort at this point to make the global economy come back to life. Mm -hmm. But Thailand in itself, I predict anyway. My netty brain predicts that by the end of December, I mean Thailand will. Obviously, get better, but how much better? That's mm -hmm. wait and see. Mm. We'll have to wait and see. Indeed, four hundred and forty-four thousand and thirty-nine foreign tourists came during the first quarter of two thousand twenty-two. Now that is a huge improvement compared to last year. Obviously, uh, for obvious reasons, restrictions were in a whole different place last year. Um, and when you look at the numbers, it looks amazing because that's a two thousand one hundred and one percent increase <laughs> wow. in arrivals. Compared to last year. Compared to last year, but to put that into perspective, uh, we would get in a quarter before COVID about 10 million visitors in yep. a quarter. Yes. So uh, to put that into perspective, we're we're way down. Yeah. Uh, will these? This has been the biggest change to the Thailand pass since they started it in November last year. It, you still have to apply for a Thailand pass, but the actual. A barrier to come back to Thailand, even for unvaccinated travellers, now is much, much less onerous. So, you would think that it's going to make a big change. Mm. Yeah, we're going to have to wait and see if these big changes do take place. And there's only one way to find out if it does, and that's visiting thetiger.com and mm. watching Good Morning Thailand live. We'll tell you. We'll tell you the numbers. Your favourite Tiger House. All right, uh, we're going to take another quick break. Once we come back from the break, we're going to be uh, doing our editorial of the day, which is regarding the Anzac Day. We'll be back right after this. Find the coffee roast you love most. Coffee Culture delivers Thai coffee online. Whole beans or pre-ground delivered to your doorstep in Thailand. Go to coffeeculture.asia and get coffee you love delivered to your doorstep. Welcome back. It's now time for our editorial of the day done by yours truly, Sir Tim Newton. Today's topic is about Anzac Day in Thailand. Here's Tim with our editorial of the day. Today is the most solemn day in the calendar for Australians and New Zealanders. It's called ANZAC Day. ANZAC stands for the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. Specifically, the day remembers a dark day in military history when mostly Australian and New Zealand soldiers landed at a beach in Turkey called Gallipoli in 1915. It was part of an 11-month campaign by British, French and Russian forces to weaken the Ottoman Empire. The landing at Gallipoli on April the 25th of some 16,000 Aussie and Kiwi troops and the ensuing campaign ended up as a military disaster with enormous loss of life. Throughout the campaign, some 250,000 soldiers were killed from both sides. 8,709 Australians were killed during the conflict and more than 19,000 wounded. 2,779 New Zealanders were killed and 5,200 wounded. Other countries involved in the conflict have their own remembrances for the events at Gallipoli. 
But the day, April 25th, has risen in the consciousness of Aussies and Kiwis in the 107 years since the landing to become the most solemn commemoration of not only the fateful campaign, but to remember those who have fallen in all wars and conflicts to defend the young countries in a theatre of war that was far from their quiet southern shores. This year, Anzac Day is being commemorated in Thailand at another sad theatre of war. This time when Japan was trying to push a supply route through Thailand into Burma in the middle of the Second World War. The building of the Burma Railway, using forced labour from mainly Australian, British and Dutch POWs, as well as Malayan labourers who were promised work but ended up being treated no better than the POWs. They were beaten, tortured and starved, but were still able to pull off an astonishing engineering accomplishment, pretty much by hand. Part of the route was through a mountainous area forested with thick jungle, bamboo and ancient teak trees. The cutting through the hills became known as Hellfire Pass, a dramatic cutting some 75 metres long and 25 metres deep in sections. The removal of the soil and rock was done entirely by hand and some crude tools and by forced labour. The work conditions were hell. In fact, the name Hellfire Pass was derived from the site of the POWs working well into the night, aided only by torchlight in hideous conditions. The forced labourers worked around 18 hours a day. 69 were beaten to death by the Japanese and a total of around 400 died during the eight weeks it took to build the railway cutting, mostly from malnutrition, disease and the cruel conditions imposed by the Japanese soldiers. For the entire length of the Burma Railway, the Japanese forced approximately 200,000 Southeast Asian conscripts and over 60,000 Allied POWs, including 30,000 British, 13,000 Australians, 18,000 Dutch and 700 Americans into building the route. The 415-kilometre line linking the Thai and Burmese railway systems was constructed simultaneously from both ends. The entire Thai and Burmese sections of the railway took a mere 16 months during 1942 and 43. Around 90,000 Southeast Asian forced labourers died, along with more than 12,000 Allied prisoners of war during the period of the railway's construction. Today we remember the sacrifices as part of the Anzac Day commemorations. And the movie, The Bridge on the River Kwai, made back in 1957, also catalogues a somewhat glorified version of the building of the famous bridge that was also part of the Burma Railway. This morning, both Anzac Day and the story of the construction of Hellfire Pass come together with a ceremony about 80 kilometres northwest of Kanchanaburi town at the site of the cutting. It's been attended by representatives of the various governments and ambassadorial staff in Thailand and one of the original POWs, a 99-year-old Lieutenant Eric Clifford Edwards. So as we remember the fallen and today the Anzacs and those who died during the building of the Burma Railway, we recall the Anzac Ode. They shall not grow old, as we that are left grow old. Age shall not weary them, nor the years condemn. We will remember them, lest we forget. Welcome back. Wow, Tim, great editorial today.
Well, it's uh, obviously an important day for Australians and New Zealanders, as I said in the editorial, a very sort of solemn day. And uh, in Thailand, a lot of different communities do have the, the dawn service, which is a thing that's held in uh, all sorts of villages and towns and cities in New Zealand and Australia on the 25th of April every year. Also at Gallipoli in Turkey, uh, there's always the big dawn service, which is attended by Turks and uh, Australians and other people from around the world on April the 25th every year. So uh, an important day and uh, the sort of Thai dimension as they had the commemoration at uh, Kanchanaburi this morning. Right. And uh, do Australians in Australia remember this day? Or does the government do anything? Oh yeah, to it's uh, pretty much a national holiday. Oh, uh, okay. Shops and banks and things are closed until I think 12 o'clock usually. There are, as I said, the parades and dawn services in uh, just even little towns will have their own uh, memorials and services. So it's the, the most solemn and uh, most commemorated day in the little countries of Australia and New Zealand every year. All right. So I was trying to get up to Kanchanaburi. It just became impossible. I was going to try and do something live, uh, but there was problems with staffing, and well, here I am. So big thanks to Matt Barclay, who's the Consul General, the Australian Consul General in Phuket, who sent us those photos. And uh, salute to the 99-year-old uh, soldier who was a POW who was there today at 99 years old um, commemorating at, uh, at Kanchanaburi. All if right. you don't mind me adding a little bit, I like this is obviously a very big historic moment for the Australia for for the world really. Like it's a very atrocious thing that happened in Thailand, and I find it kind of strange that in the Thai textbooks, like as we're growing up, we never really learn about these things that actually these events took place in Thailand, and it's important that we know that we kind of contributed to this, but they just kind of block that memory out for yeah, some reason. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go into it now, mm. but uh, essentially Japan, uh, Thailand stayed neutral during the, the, this conflict in the middle of the Second World War, uh, and it allowed Japanese troops to pass through and have access through Thailand. Mm -hmm. um, it was a deal done by the former King of Thailand uh, to basically protect his people. But of course, the Japanese uh, did commit these atrocities. And uh, I mean, it was war, it was a very difficult time. Uh, but yeah, the Burma Railway, uh, the Death Railway, as it's been called, uh, will sort of etch itself into uh, to history in Southeast Asia as a, a pretty horrible time. Mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to take another quick break. Once we come back from the break, we're going to be talking about happy water. Oh, this is. <laughs> Which is a really crazy happy story, but uh, so stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand with Natty. Jay and Tim. Uh, I'd like to give a quick shout out to Coffee Culture. Thank you, Coffee Culture, for sponsoring the show. You can now buy sample bags and taste the coffee before you purchase into a much bigger 
larger pack of coffee. Get so, this one. Yes. Look at this one. That's right. So visit coffeeculture.asia today. Uh, another shout out to Andrew Denville and Eddie MD. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being Tiger members and supporting the channel. We appreciate your love and support as always. Of course, all the viewers watching our show right now live as well. Have you got my shout outs? No. Oh, well, what are the ones I sent you? <laughs> I have them. Oh, no. Oh, come on. But we're going to keep it till later. <laughs> You've forgotten other words. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our next topic today, which is regarding happy water. Yay. Yay. Feel happy, everyone. Um, Padilla police busted over 20 teenagers using a drink called happy water uh, at a party last month. Now... And there's been a very uh, increased effort by the police to crack down on these uh, young teenagers and kids using this new drug called Happy, uh, ha happy. happy Water. Yeah. It's actually a drug cocktail. And uh, it's a classic mix of your ecstasy, uh, methamphetamine, uh, diazepam, caffeine, and painkillers. Mixed into a curious liquid cocktail with hot water and It would taste drinks. revolting. But is it really about the taste or is it about how it makes you feel? Because it, apparently it makes people feel euphoric. I'm hardly I mean, it surprised. Does, it does taste bad. That's why they mix it with like uh, sweet drinks. Yeah. yeah. Forget about yeah. the fact that it's potentially extremely dangerous concoction mm -hmm. that someone has come up with. If it makes you feel euphoric, kids will do anything. Or they, anyone mm -hmm. will really do anything. Is this like the buckets that they serve at a lot of these parties? Is this the same sort of stuff? It's not the classic uh, bucket cocktail you get in Kaosan, probably not, no. Um, so what's in that? What's in that? Yeah. A little bit of vodka, a little bit of Red Bull. A little bit of... No, definitely not that. No. Okay, because that, that cocktail that you just mentioned, yeah. uh, the, the, they are, well, some of them are... That's a disaster, Ill that's illicit not a cocktail. Mm. Yeah. And uh, if you're drinking that, you, you're an idiot. Yeah. I don't think we could uh, fine coat that. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, kids do idiotic things and stupid mm. things. That's what sure. kids do. The and thing uh, is, if, peer you, pressure. if you're given a bucket or a drink of something and they're saying, have this, it'll make you feel good, I'd be saying, who made it, what's in it, and uh, what does it do? I'd be asking some specific questions. Adults do idiotic and stupid things all the time as well. Uh, NSB officers have been on the hunt for two Thais and one foreigner who have been thought to be selling these drugs um, on this brew at an entertainment venue in Paria. So, yes, they so far have arrested one Thai man yesterday, a 28-year-old, for allegedly colluding in trafficking these illicit drugs. So, ladies and gentlemen, be careful if someone offers you happy water. Yeah. Drink so, this water, it makes you happy. Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 oh, no. Because people would actually do that, yeah. come up to you at the streets. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, but would yes. you guys, yes. your younger folk, if mm -hmm. you were at a party and somebody yeah. said, hey, have a drink of this, <laughs> yeah. it'll make you feel good, would, would you take it? The right answer for me would be to say, no, don't accept drinks from strangers. Oh. But, but, if I was at a party, yeah. there was someone I kind of knew. There you go. Things happen. If what it's fizzy. What are you going to do? Natty? Yeah, I wouldn't do it. Never. We know Tim wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Sure. All right. I'm the control freak. Yeah. This is not alcohol. This is a happy drink. Happy. Mm. All right. That, that's, that's really happy. Like, yes. that's 
that's dangerous. It's happy. extremely really dangerous. dangerous. <laughs> extremely dangerous. Don't try it at home. No. Don't try it outside. Don't try it in patio. Don't try it anywhere. Don't you give them all the ingredients, though. Yeah. <laughs> but don't try it. Yeah. yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for Natty to bring us up to date with Asia's news headlines. So here's Natty. Elsewhere in the world, 10 people have now been confirmed dead after a Japanese tour boat with 26 people on board went missing on Saturday. The victims include seven men and three women. The 26 people on board included 24 tourists, the captain and a crew member. The boat, Kazu-1, was on a sightseeing tour around Japan's northmost main island of Hokkaido when it started taking water. Local media reported waves in the area were up to three meters high when the local issued its distress call. A car bomb and a gunfight has caused havoc in the Mayawadi township in Myanmar last night. The car bomb, suspected to have been left in a pickup truck, exploded at an immigration building near the border with that province in Thailand. The remains of the pickup truck, suspected of carrying the bomb, were found near a checkpoint. After the bomb went off, armed anti-government rebels arrived at the building and fought a 15-minute gun battle with the Burmese troops guarding the building and border checkpoint. More than a dozen buildings in Beijing's largest district headed into lockdown after the Chinese capital reported a mere 22 new cases on Saturday. The district of Chaoyang, with some 3.6 million people, will also require everyone living or working in the area to undergo three COVID-19 tests this week. Meanwhile, local authorities in Shanghai have fenced off apartment building entrances to restrict movement around the city, while censors keep struggling to remove a viral video showing the hardships of residents stuck in the tough lockdown of China's largest city. Chinese President Xi Jinping says he's determined to stamp out the highly infectious Omicron coronavirus variant, bringing dozens of cities into a standstill and paralyzing the economy. And lastly, strife continues in Sri Lanka as thousands of Sri Lankan university students mobbed the PM's home yesterday, demanding his resignation over the island nation's worsening economic crisis. Lengthy blackouts, record inflation and acute food and fuel shortages sparked increasing public discontent in Sri Lanka, which is dealing with its worst economic downturn since independence in 1948. That's all for me. Back to you, Jay. Transferring money overseas? Sick and tired of the insane charges? Well, there's a new product to solve that problem. Try D-Money on your next international money transfer with the best rates and no added costs. Go to dmoney.com. Welcome back. You're watching Good Morning Thailand. And that's Tim. <laughs> That's actually Tim. Okay, now what? some people in the comment section are saying, is this live? Well, there you are. There's the actual time. 1027. Uh, so it is yeah. live at the moment. I've got your shout outs. A shout out to John from SFO. You got the photos? Yes, on my phone. Okay, well, point it to the camera. So, John from San Francisco. Oh, is that what SFO stood for? <laughs> so, thank John you very much, John. San <laughs> uh, I was at a coffee shop yesterday and he came and said hello. And then oh. uh, I ran into some Aussies. Oh. 
at uh, the theatre at Terminal 21 on Saturday. Wow. Yes. And you have their names there, Jay, because sure. I can't remember them. Two people who are becoming teachers and... Um, oh, come on, Jay. Hold on. I can't believe... How many messages do you get? A lot from you. You don't have any friends, so it's just the messages from me. What was it? Was it on... on it was Saturday. I believe so. Hold oh, on. Oh, my... How embarrassing. Quick fill time. <laughs> Natty. <laughs> But yes. We'll talk about the number of people that barreled you up on the weekend and said hello to you. Does Zero. anybody stop you in public? Actually, no, but this is the thing. Um, on Friday, I actually had a, an improv comedy uh, thing happening, and um, people recognized me in the show, but the show bombed so horribly that they couldn't even say goodbye to me, so that was really embarrassing. I should, so you did a comedy act on Friday? Yes, it was improv comedy, so it's a group effort. Ooh. I It wasn't only me that sucked, but uh, yeah. That's, that's tough that, stuff. That is tough. I'll be talking about it on my stand-up show, but have you got the names yet? You bomb? I, not me, it's collectively as a team. It was we a collective do, bomb. It was a collective Don't hit bomb. The what, do you, oh, what, is, what does uh, like what's a bomb? Do people start booing? No, 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 they don't. But it's just so cringe. Like it's oh. so. You cringy. can just read I the atmosphere. Feel, yeah, it was okay. like dead silence. Crickets. Yeah. Oh, no. There were two shows. The first one was excellent. The second one, I think the improvisers were also kind of tired, and the audience were also very drunk. So that didn't help. <laughs> well, that usually does help. I, I did some improv in Australia. We had the things called theatre sports. Oh, yeah. I love those. And I used to do that. That was hard, hard stuff. Mm. Where you're trying to, like, th th they do a poem, mm -hmm. and there's four people in a line. This is just one of the many games. Mm -hmm. And the first, per the first person's got the easiest job. There is the da 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 da, and then you, the, the person at the end yes. has got to follow the flow of whatever, and they've got to rhyme with the second person. Yes. Oh my god! It yes, is I know that game. So terrifying. <laughs> All right, uh, I found them. It's Tash, Trent, and Rick. T Tash. That's Tash. Oh my camera. There Tash. we go. Trent and Rick. I think you're them. going to be reflecting off the other light. But the, the, to those three, thank you very much for coming to say hello. Tash was heading back to Australia. She's arrived today and uh, she was not to be mucked around with, Tash, I can tell you. Okay. And the other two gentlemen were, uh, were staying in, th in Thailand to be uh, teachers. Thank you for saying hello. All right, cool. Our last topic for today is regarding Thailand's soft power and it's very very sweet. So the, I think the Prime Minister has fallen in love with this term soft power. <laughs> well, I think politicians <laughs> right. in general. So let me yeah. give a quick recap. Uh, a teenage rap sensation, uh, Millie. She, who who n I'd never heard of before. She's quite famous in Thailand. Though, okay. I think. Um, but yes, yeah, she's a rap sensation, uh, young star. She went to Coachella. She was able to perform as one of uh, probably the first Thai solo artist. Um, who went to perform in Coachella and she decided to end her performance by eating mango sticky rice. Now that got viral, everyone was talking about mango sticky rice, she's bringing attention to uh, Thailand and its food and its culture and it's great. The Prime Minister, who actually filed defamation charges on Millie because she's quite an outspoken person, uh, I don't think he you know, he did. He, he, filed, did. he, actually, he, filed he actually filed defamation charges <laughs> on Millie. She was fined, I think, 2,000 baht. Yeah. He's weirdly in a turnaround, come out and said, Yay. Oh, that's great for Thailand. Yay, <laughs> it's great for Thailand soft power. Mango, stick, mango sticky rice uh, will be a world heritage item for UNESCO, blah, blah, blah. 
And now other officials are coming out and saying a new boost to the country's exports. It's going to help the fragile economy. We can sell Thai mangoes to people outside. Thai mango sticky rice is going to, you know, needs to be taken so ev- to every part of the world. Blah blah blah. Can I just cut through here? Yeah. Through your soft power. But okay, yeah. Okay. Mango sticky rice. Yes. Is mango. Yes. And rice. Sticky, sticky rice. rice. It's sticky rice. rice. It's so sticky it's got rice. a bit of coconut in it to make it sticky. Yeah, and they have mm-hmm. toppings of like. You add coconut, coconut milk on top. on top. Okay. There's not much to it. Yes, it's and simple. And you sprinkle like soybean or simple, like the but, bean stuff. Yeah. But if, if the mango is not Thai mango and if the sticky rice is tough, it's if no you don't have the right no. sweet coconut milk, it's just not the same. Oh, I'd agree. But uh, then, <laughs> yeah. It's also a dish that's not easily available overseas. Like, if you're in yeah. Europe, unless you go to a Thai restaurant that serves mango sticky rice, you wouldn't be able to find it in, like, a convenience store or in a, you know, macro store. It's not something that can easily be packaged and sent How do you make rice sticky? It's the, the rice itself is a sticky rice of oh, it's a dairy. Type of, type yeah, it's a of type rice. of rice. Yeah. Okay. But That's then right. they all obviously mix it with sugar and stuff like that yeah. to have that of unique course. flavor. Now, the, the Prime Minister, as well as the Commerce Ministry, has come out and said that Thailand needs to promote its soft power uh, for the international stage. And they're using the term soft power like it's just been discovered in Lumpany Park in a digging burial expedition done by Natural, Na- National Geographic, narrated by David Attenborough. <laughs> yes. Well, it's just indirect promotion, right? Yes, that's just basically what it is. Promoting yeah. Thailand by using indirectly, not saying, come to Thailand, but it's like... It's like us leaving these yeah. cups here. We're sort of indirectly advertising Soft coffee culture. Coffee We're not talking culture. about it, but you can see it. Wow, yes. subliminal advertisement. So I, I, I want uh, Millie to be invited to uh, Government House yeah. and to be uh, given some presentation by the Prime Minister. And he's about to... He walks over and goes, I remember you. Why haven't they... I mean, you know, but... My point is, they're talking about soft power like it's just been discovered. Why haven't they done this already? I understand that, you know, uh, Thai celebrities and musicians are now, you know, uh, becoming prominent and becoming more popular around the world. But they could have tried the same thing with other well-known celebrities from around the world. Mel, no, what's it, not not Mel Gibson, probably not Mel Gibson. Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah, Russell Crowe, that's who I'm talking about. Russell Crowe, you know, Thailand dreaming. He's becoming the unofficial Thai ambassador. Dress him up in some Thai clothes. Make, feed him mango sticky rice. Take him on a tour to temples. Who knows? Please, just take him. Mm. Well, number one, I don't even think that the prime minister understands really what soft power is. Actually, two days ago, he came out talking about Millie and he used the term software. And it was a Thai meme everywhere. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. My bad. Soft power. So he doesn't even really, really know what it is. He just like knows the yeah. word, like oh, maybe I'll drop it in. Well, his press secretary told him <laughs> to say it. Yeah. yeah. Use the word soft power. It'll really work with the younger generation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like Alana software. <laughs> but you know, like um, some professor at Chulalongkorn University also said that this mango sticky rice phenomenon is called a fad. It's not actually soft power because what it is doing essentially, it's just bringing the trend up and then it'll like That's sharply just, drop. Yeah, it's a trend. So, it's a trend. Right. It's not. It's not real soft power, unlike uh, South Korea, where they really introduce, uh, you know, uh, how to call it, like Korean bang- bands, K-pop, 
mukbangs, okay. sure, like tons of uh, Korean culture, and they sort of slowly seep it into people, uh, and they willingly wanted no more about the culture. That's when soft power happens, not when you shove it in their face like here, yeah. mango sticky rice. I, I think if I now Thai pop stars mm. and uh, artists and uh, high-profile sports people or anybody suddenly go, by the way, before I go, here is the latest. Uh, I think the people are going to go. Well, that's not really soft power. That's just paid promotion. Mm -hmm. So it only worked with Millie because it seemed to be quite a sort of a random, spontaneous moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if it, they start going, just mention my product at the end of your uh, song. <laughs> yeah, well, ladies and gentlemen, you can buy this uh, brand new skin cream, <laughs> and uh, you go to my website. <laughs> it's just not going to be seen as soft power. <laughs> That's good. That even prime minister. <laughs> that even no. so true. Software. It's like they're they're promoting like Thai. You can just imagine it'll be some cringe advertisement where they're just like, "What? I'm not wearing a Thai product on me." It'll be something awkward like that. I can yeah, just sure. tell. Yeah. Whether it's food or clothing. Uh, <gasps> oh, maybe the prime minister could sort of do some soft promotion in his uh, electioneering. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to vote for me at the next election. By the way, I've got a new range of skin cream just coming out. <laughs> yeah. It will be like, you know, like some... Here we go. Kun kreeng krai tiennukun. Who? Kun kreeng krai tiennukun. Probably said it wrong. I apologize. The chairman of the Federation of Thai Industries, uh, that's who he is, he's come out and said, we need to use our singers and celebrities to promote Thai food and culture. You know, this is a direct quote, like Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, who starred in Sleepless in Seattle. They met at Starbucks. That made the coffee house more widely known. Well, that's what we need to do. Wasn't what? that the meeting in Starbucks in Harry Met Sally? I have no idea. And was it During really Starbucks, though? Probably was. Uh, I think Starbucks was around before that movie. What, so what really? are they going to do? Like They're going to get Lalisa from Blackpink and, oh, and make, make her eat mango and just make sure she goes, Ooh, these Thai, Thai mangoes mango. are very <laughs> nice. Yes, yes. Who knows? I think uh, there's a lot of product placement yeah. in uh, movies and uh, TV these days. A lot of product placement. Mm. So it just, if you want to call it soft power, give it a name. But I just call it uh, indirect promotion, really. Indirect promotion. Mm. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now that time of the episode where we do take a couple of our members' questions. Carmel's been sitting over there quietly. That's right. Sleeping most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> But we've woken her up. She's had a morning. Uh, Carmel, <laughs> yeah. wake up, dear. Yeah. Yes, I'm awake. Hello, Carmel. So we've got a few questions. Uh, yes. First question from Nick Tessaly. This is uh, two questions are for traveling into Thailand. Nick asked, is the 72-hour PCR negative test result for like before traveling into Thailand or when you arrive? Before traveling to Thailand for unvaccinated travelers. Yes, if you are vaccinated, you don't need to do any tests before you come to Thailand or whilst you're in Thailand. However, there's now an option for unvaccinated travellers that if you want to come to Thailand without any quarantine, then you need to do a PCR test in the, that window 72 hours before your travel, and then you upload that information onto the Thailand Pass. And if you do that and it's negative, you'll be able to come into Thailand and be treated just like vaccinated travellers with no tests on arrival. If you want to come to Thailand, <laughs> done this so many times over the weekend. Yeah, we've spoken about it. <laughs> if, if you come to Thailand uh, as an unvaccinated traveller and you don't want to have a PCR test or you can't have a PCR test, you will be required to do five days of quarantine in Thailand. So at least there are much better options now for unvaccinated travellers. 
But to be clear, if you are vaccinated, you don't have to do any testing before or after arriving in Thailand. All you need to do upload on your Thailand pass, which remains, is your passport, your vaccination details, and proof of your 10,000, your insurance valued at 10,000 US. That's it. All right. So Wayne asked, does that mean like the fifth day ATK test? It's no gone? fifth day after okay. the first of May. No testing. No fifth day ATK test. Nothing. But right. if you are unvaccinated and you do the quarantine because you didn't get a PCR test before you came to Thailand, you do the five day quarantine. You'll have to do a fifth day test, and that'll have to be negative before they let you leave. All right. The Snives is on the chat today. And thank you, this time for being a tiger legend. Oh, legend. Okay. legend. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Other right. than Snives. the Snives, we also have Krishna who joined the Tiger Cub. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah. Welcome, Krishna. Krishna, Krishna and yeah. Snives. Thank you, members. Thank yes. you, viewers. So, What's Krishna Snives? had a nice message for you guys. Tiger, you've become a part of my everyday life. Thanks oh. for all the work you guys do. Love all the contents. Couldn't stop myself from joining you all. Love from India, Krishna wow. Agarwal. Thank uh, you, Krishna. Nice words. Appreciate Namaste. You. <laughs> Namaste. Very <laughs> well done. That's about all that Indian I know. All right. Uh, and thank you to all the viewers watching us live as well. We've got about 538 people watching us wow. live. Thank you so much for watching us every day and listening to us. Click and that like updated. button. Please now. hit the like button if you're enjoying the show. Any, any other member questions, Carmel? There are actually a lot because today like, they were really active. Go for so it. Let's go speed round. Speed round. Okay. Ready? Three, two, one. Go. Whoa, whoa. Uh, the Queensland Tiger said, good editorial, Tim, lest we forget. Thank you. Okay. Mark Robo said, if you go to the event at Kanchanaburi, maybe next year, you'll see how much respect and recognition the Australians have for the Thais who suffered and the Thai efforts on the memorials and cemetery. Mm. Yeah, it actually is, uh, is quite eye-opening, the efforts that have been made by the Thais and also some former Japanese uh, soldiers and their families who have either donated money or contributed to the, uh, the looking after the memorials. Of course, the, uh, the British and uh, the Malayans, uh, New Zealanders, other countries who were greatly affected by that uh, have all made that area around there uh, a very interesting place to visit and uh, they've memorialised uh, in um, a qu quite a few different museums. The, uh, the situation. De definitely worth a visit. If you do come to Thailand, you've got a day to head up to Kanchanaburi, about what, two hours out of Bangkok? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then another hour and a half um, in the northwest towards Myanmar to get to the Hellfire Pass area. All right. There's a nice hikeway as well. Very well done. Yes, it has yeah. been very well done. Carmel? The next comment is regarding the, is it the happy drink? Oh. Yes. Oh, happy the, water. The Snives said that the METH cancelled out all the other ingredients. Oh. Yes. I, don't, I can't say it. Methamphetamine. Okay. Oh. The, I, I thought we can't. Okay. It's too late. This <laughs> too episode's late already flagged. <laughs> yes. Too many drugs named after it. Yeah, we've had it. Just the fact that we've said drugs. And you're saying it again. Yeah. I mean, you know, we've got to double down on it. <laughs> Hans asked, uh, what is the official closing time on Bangla Road these days? Is it still 11 p.m.? Bangla Road in Phuket. The official closing time for restaurants serving alcohol currently is 11 p.m. Soon to be midnight. After May the 1st. But unofficially, allegedly, some of the places may be open well after that time. Yeah. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. 
Yada, yada, yada. Guys, you can look Maybe. at the videos on YouTube. It's not a secret at all. And the same situation uh, allegedly is happening in Patea, Kausan uh, Road, Nana. It, where are the hot spots? Silom? What happens down there? That's party I, I, central, isn't it? No idea. I've never been know. there. <laughs> okay. Any last questions, Carl? Soy Cowboy. I was there on the weekend. Well, I was walking through. Sorry, Carl. What were you doing? Of course you were. Okay. I was walking back from uh, Wine Connection in Soy 31. And I was cutting through. I knew where it was. I thought, and I actually made a video. And Mm. it's come back to life. Mind you, this was 7.30 at night. So I didn't expect a lot. But 90% open and Mm. all the bars were sort of half full. And it was noisy and people having a lot of fun. So even the cowboy has got back on his horse. All right. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for all of your comments and feedback and for watching us live. 537 of the Tiger family watching us right now. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Jay? Yes. When Carmel's reading her questions out, where should we look? Should we look at Carmel or should we look at the camera? I think we should. Or should we just look at our phone? And We, we shouldn't look at Carmel because that would be awkward. We're just looking <laughs> yeah. all the way away from everything else. It's awkward all around, really. I, but that's, that's, the, that's the reason behind the voice of God. You must have faith. Maybe we should look up. It's coming from somewhere. You just <laughs> need to believe. Look up. That's yeah. a good idea now. <laughs> you just need to believe. Yes. yes. And it will guide you. Mm. Mm-hmm. As for now, I'd like to say thank you to Tim Newton. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Jay. Thank you, Natty, and thank, thank you. you, viewer. That's right. And thank you, Jason and Shy behind the buttons. Thank you to Carmel, the voice thank of you. God herself. And all the members, please click the like button. Please click the share button. Please click the subscribe button if you haven't subscribed already. And we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great Monday.